we're thrilled to welcome Matthew Tran, one of Toronto's most sought-after tattoo artists, to the Afton Podcast. With a deep passion for the art of tattooing and a remarkable talent for large-scale, near-traditional Asian and realism styles, Matthew has established himself as a self-taught artist with an unwavering commitment to his craft. Join us as we delve into his journey of navigating the dynamic tattoo industry and learn how he has risen to the top with heart, grit, and a whole lot of dedication. So yeah, just diving straight right into it. One conversation that we had in person was about being self-taught versus going to school. And you were like, yeah, man, like I just did my art. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, I, I went for, I, I studied something completely different. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I just love art. So yeah. I'm going to go for it. What do you feel challenged you as a self-taught artist, especially in a field where you know, people are like, oh, like I'm an artist. I went to school for art. And you, yeah. you hear yeah. that quite a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, and you're like, no, nah, I'm self-taught. Yeah. I, I just want to do it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of exceed some of these people that are like, oh, I have these this acquired knowledge in one. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you feel challenged you as a self-taught artist? Yeah, well, just some background information. I actually went to school for biomed. Yeah. Which is like something totally different. It's in the sciences, right? It's not in the arts at all. Yeah. To answer the question, I really don't know what it's like to be in art school because I never went, right? But I could, I guess I could base it on like just the university experience in general. So um, being a self-taught artist, I feel like you're independent most of the time. So you have to be able to set goals for yourself mm. you have to be able to like in school anyway you get like assignments and stuff right so you're busy with, with that kind of stuff but yeah. like when you're self-taught you have to make your own assignments for yourself yeah to be able to grow to be able to like be better in, in art right yeah it's, it's kind of hard because you don't really know how to get better mm-hmm. per se because well i think just my way of seeing like where i want to be is to see other artists on instagram seeing other artists work on like the internet and stuff seeing yeah. like where their level is yeah and trying to get there somehow little by little right yeah i i feel like though being self-taught mm-hmm. as you said you have to set these deadlines for yourself you do it, sure. it, as a person that went to uni and mm-hmm. like high school for arts and like art all my life type of thing right mm-hmm. like i've had the pleasure of having people set these curriculums and set these deadlines and Mm -hmm. stuff for me whereas like when you're self-taught you having to create these and also being like okay this is the best work i can do right now let's exceed it how do we exceed it how do we get better exactly i I feel like that is quite hard and at the same time there's a freedom in it too right yeah because in like college, university for art, I feel like you're given the assignment, right, by the professor. Mm. But when you're working on your own, you could create your own like assignments depending on what you're interested in, right? That's true. So it doesn't have to be like what the professor wants is what you want to do, what you want to get better at. Yeah. So there's that freedom to it of being like self-taught. Do you feel as a self-taught artist, I always have this question lingering in my head. Firstly, you know the saying, 
um, in order to break the rules, you have to know the rules first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a self-taught artist, you sometimes go ahead without knowing certain rules and you just start breaking type of thing. What is your take on the notion of you have to know the rules in order to break it? Because mm -hmm. like there are some things in which as a self-taught, as I said, mm -hmm you are not aware of yeah yeah just because it's not taught to you can you give an example of what you mean like what kind of rules um, uh an example would be cross hatching right? yeah right. i wasn't i wasn't taught any of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see yeah like like but but like i think the more you draw the more you look at references the yeah. more you kind of just learn like oh like this doesn't look right if it's like off by a bit or it doesn't look natural mm. Yeah, so I think it's just repetition with being self-taught. You just gotta keep drawing on your own and then start figuring stuff out on your own. Yeah. I think that's the hard part. I think not a lot of people are able to do that. Even as a person mm -hmm. that has gone to school, man, it's tough. You mentioned that you get to create things that you find fun. Is this the case all the time? Or are you sometimes like, okay, I don't like that i have to learn say stippling mm -hmm. do you do you also get into that type of stuff or is it just things that you find fun most of the time it's just things that i find fun but there's also the other things where i feel like i do have to know yeah well, to be able to get to that point where i could do things that are fun what would an example like um like yeah learning anatomy is one thing mm -hmm. you probably should know it's probably i think it's I, it's very important. like learning like <laughs> lighting shadows like yeah. stuff like that like it's that always translates to like tattooing if yeah. you wanted to go to the realism route if you want to go anywhere but i feel like realism is a base for all the other styles you have to know it yeah. to be able to do the other styles well anatomy is something you have to learn one way or another mm -hmm. i feel like I heard about a test. I don't know if it's true or not between artists where like if the, an artist has like a very like wacky style and you don't know if they're actually really good or really bad. <laughs> That's you, Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> so like you make them do a test where they have to like draw a bird or something oh. off the top of their heads. And if they, I don't know, I don't know where I heard this from, but it's just something I heard. Oh, That's quite interesting. Yeah. I should try that. Yeah, because like, it's it's it is hard. To, there's a tattoo artist actually too that are, are like they purposely do like bad looking tattoos, but you can't really tell if it's actually bad or not. Oh, but there's people. There's they have a lot of followers though. Like there's people yeah. that go for them just because it looks like a kid drew it. Yo, or just because the lines are like squiggly. Uh, like it's hard to tell. I, I I see your work. There's realism and there's traditional Japanese mm. and also modern Japanese techniques. I, I got to understand yeah. before we go on. Yeah. I, I, I have to understand here. Like as a tattoo artist, right? You have to have a voice or yes. as, as any artist, you have to have a voice yep. and you have to have a style, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to have a style. I think, well, yeah, starting out, you're going to be doing a bunch of stuff, but yeah. eventually you're going to have like consistencies in your work. That's what you probably mean by your style. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I see an artist just do one style like one year and then be like, yeah, I'm bored of this. I want to do something <laughs> totally different. Your audience, the, your clients, they like the consistency. When they go through Instagram, they yeah. go to see your profile. They like to see like the pattern, right? I think it's just human nature to want that kind of like, they know what they're getting when you go into a tattoo artist. But yeah, like as an artist, you can do anything you want. 
as long as you have people that are willing to pay for your the tattoos. Yeah, because I've seen people do like huge back pieces, huge sleeves, and then I saw that post that you had, man. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> yo, that was crazy. That was crazy. Thanks. But yeah, the, the next year over, they're just doing like simple like line work. But people are like they could change it up anytime they want. Mm. Once they get, I feel like once they get the followers, once they they know they have the they have the fame in the tattoo world, then like they could just change it up whenever they want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, f I feel. Like that's the case because like once you get the fame or rather once you get the traction, people are more willing to understand that, okay, this person is now going into another phase. Whereas yeah. if you're someone that's starting, people are just going to think, oh, this person's all over the place. Yeah. Type of true. thing. So what got you started on your journey as a tattoo artist? What helped you decide that this is the direction? that you want to go in when i was little i was always good at art yeah well i thought i was but then <laughs> i actually tattooed one of my um, elementary school friends and he actually had some of my old drawings and like now i look looking back at it i didn't think they were that good but i don't know someone <laughs> someone told me i was good so yeah does he still rock him he has the drawings like 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 pencil drawings pretty much Ooh. yeah he, he kept them i guess he liked them so if he kept them for that long i mean that's that's sick that was the first that time was, that was the first time i kind of knew like i had something like i had a talent a natural talent and then pretty much i actually stopped drawing for a while because i remember there was a career day like in like grade eight or something where someone came in and they pretty much had all this information about like oh like if you want to be a doctor this is how much you'll make <laughs> and then i asked him like what about the arts how much do artists make and he i think he Man. said something like yeah like you're gonna be struggling for a while <laughs> it's probably one of the lowest paying like things you could go into uh, i mean like technically yeah. he's not wrong yeah but, but that was like before though that was before like their social media i feel like social oh, media yeah. was a game changer for the art so what happened after you had yeah like so that, that conversation after that conversation i was like damn i need a backup plan so <laughs> that ended up being the sciences i wouldn't say i had like a interest in it but it was just something that sounded secure and then it was something that my parents wanted me to go into so i went to school for biomed after that i hated it i didn't so like it different. at all <laughs> yeah that, that is like that's vastly different from mm -hmm. so that's it's it's right interesting end. up to a certain point but then like after a while it just feels like you're memorizing stuff it's because it's everything in biology it's like under a microscope right so you can't that's you can't cool, touch though. it really you can't really feel it I feel like that was why i wasn't really interested in it yeah i, I yeah. see what you mean yeah you'd have to like get a microscope pretty much or Whoa, what's something. the craziest thing you saw under a microscope um i'm just curious like pretty much just cells like you can see them moving you can see that they're alive and like you take a swab from like just your spit yeah put it down and then you'll just see like yeah, you just see like stuff you never seen before. Yeah, it's like another world down there. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you see, like that. Honestly, that's interesting as well. Mm -hmm. I could see why that was of interest. So after you were like, nah, this, yeah, this is not I, for me. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I, then? I took a year off pretty much, and then I was about to go to school again for something else, which was computer science. That's something else and then, as well. Yeah, I tried that out for like a week and then I didn't like that either. So Yo, a week and yeah, you're like, nah. Yeah, so like literally on the drop day, I was all day I was just thinking like, oh, like what else can I do? 
what else can I do? And like in my spare time already, just because I was bored, I was drawing. Like at the time, I was drawing like rappers because I was really into <laughs> hip hop back then. So yeah, I just started drawing, and then everyone was like, "Yeah, you're probably in the wrong program." <laughs> <laughs> Probably do something you, in the arts. You're drawing class as well. Yeah, I was drawing oh class my. too. Yeah, and then like tattooing was like always a big thing. I feel like that was when like all the shows about tattooing were big, like mm. LA Inc. Well, what year was that? Do you know approximate? Like the early tens? thousands, maybe early thousands or like yeah, the tens somewhere the around tens? there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah, all the tattoo shows were like pretty big. I was. And then people were getting more tattoos in general, I feel like. And like I said, like with social media too, like you could actually like follow artists that you like. Yeah, that's And true. see their work. Yeah. Because I feel like that was what was missing from the tattooing industry before where you physically had to go into a shop and look at their books to see what you were getting into, oh. right? Yeah. I yeah, it was, really, it was a very like underground kind of yeah, industry yeah. before. I mean, like thinking of it, I don't know who am I to talk about tattoos, but like I feel like they kind of started, as you said, they started getting traction mm -hmm. and becoming very mainstream, and like everybody, yeah. hipsters started getting it around the tens. It started I think like so it started too. bumping, especially like because everybody was before. Yeah, like if if you look at our previous generations, they're like, you'll never get a job if you have a tattoo. Yeah, type of yeah, thing right yeah but now like bro everybody has a tattoo yeah pretty much yeah it's, it's very rare well not very rare there are some people without tattoos but then mm -hmm. like i i'm i feel like it's more rare for someone not to have a tattoo yeah nowadays, like like that's the thing right yeah. I, I have conversations with friends mm -hmm. they're they're like when are you getting a tattoo because i don't i don't have a tattoo right now mm -hmm. it's just that i can't commit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a commitment <laughs> right yeah. but like i have friends that are like when are you getting a tattoo mm -hmm. let's get a tattoo why don't you have a tattoo it, it it's just that common and it's it's just embedded in our culture now it is you know yeah it's so easy easy to get now too like tattoo shops are Exa popping exactly. up like crazy exactly especially in toronto yeah, yeah. Uh, are they popping up like the weed stores I don't think that fast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting there though. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. So what happened after you found this interest? So yeah, after that, um, I actually have a twin brother. He actually tattoos too. He's Yo. been doing it for like. Okay, I met you, not your twin brother. Not my twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> he specializes in realism. So yeah. he actually got into tattooing before me. Oh. I think, yeah, like, I think he has he went into it like I think five years before I did. Oh, so him just being in the industry already kind of opened me up to the idea of it because mm -hmm. I wasn't sure at first. I think what was stopping me, what was the barrier, was like just seeing all the artwork that was out there and thinking like, oh, like I'll never be that good. That mindset of comparing yourself to another person. Exactly. Yeah. So, hard. so what happened? Like after a while, yeah. I was just like, yeah, like it's now or never. I tried two programs. I didn't like it. So I might as well just give this a shot, like tattooing. And so I, I started drawing, trying to start a portfolio. You told me that with tattooing on yourself, you were like, yeah. nah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I asked you, yeah. Um, yeah. like a lot, many tattoo artists, 
tattoo themselves or mm -hmm. like they practice on themselves yep. and whatnot and when i asked you this question you're just like nah <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. what made you just be like nah uh, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to practice on myself the the main reason was because i already knew what i wanted for my body like i didn't know exactly the imagery but i already knew that i wanted like a full body suit mm -hmm. and like when you practice on yourself and you usually have to start with something small oh like you put little yeah things. like and, which yeah. i didn't like and those might be a bit hard to like make flow afterwards i, I already that. had a general idea of like how i wanted it to look on my body so i don't want to just toss something on there and make it difficult for me in the future <laughs> to have to cover up or like to have to like go around what did you do in order to compensate because I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you had to practice on skin. Yeah, I, what the, well, with the tattoo industry, <laughs> anyway, like now you could, like, you'd be surprised. A lot of people are like down and get free tattoos. Honestly, I see, yeah. like, like I, I don't know. I randomly get tags mm -hmm. from friends, and I'm like, why are you tagging me in this? Yeah, it's what a is, free tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> type of gig. I, I guess that's that's something about the tattoo industry too, where it's like so normal to get a tattoo now where like they will even get it if it's free mm. yeah well like, the thing with free tattoos is like it's a practice tattoo right that's the reason why it's free is because you can't really like promise the best outcome oh. for it because you know you're getting it from an apprentice pretty much yeah. right? I, but, honestly i thought it was more of an exposure thing but now that you're saying that mm -hmm. It's, it's more it's more of a liability thing, I think. <laughs> I I never actually like yeah. that never crossed my mind. Just hearing you say, yeah, it's like a liability thing, man. Yeah. Like, I think uh, I think that's they make a mistake. Well, you can't you say anything pay. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. But yeah, that's how most artists nowadays, like apprentices, get their practice, right? Mm. You just put it out there, oh, I'm doing free tattoos, and then you'll get a bunch of replies. And then that's how you get your practice. I think if an artist has a style already, they could feel free to just practice their style. But if not, then like you just take whatever you get. Yeah. And get to practice that way. That's what I did. So yeah. you did an apprenticeship as well? Yep. I did an apprenticeship as well. And you gave out free tattoos? Yep. I got free tattoos. <laughs> How do you think those free tattoos are right now? Like, uh... <laughs> in comparison to your tattoos. I mean. I don't think they're I, bad. I don't think they're bad. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. But I, I like that confidence. That, yeah. That's the confidence like one has to have. Yeah. I find a lot of people are like, and I also fall under this trap where I'm like, oh, work i did five years ago is bad no mm -hmm. it's not bad it was good then it's still good it's just that i have progressed yeah, yeah you know exactly. my skills my skill set and my knowledge my expertise mm -hmm. has gotten better mm -hmm. that art piece at that time was still amazing it yeah. is still amazing yeah. right it's just different circumstances yeah. right now type of thing well, with tattooing, like it's on someone's body, right? So okay, as long yeah. as they still like it, that's what matters, right? I mean, sometimes, like, yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that in today's age, you you never thought you could get, like, tattoo removals and stuff yeah. like that. But that's a thing. Yeah. By the way, I'm really curious because I don't know the answer to it. Like, with the tattoo removal thing, does it remove, like, all it depends it depends because when when you see it like mm -hmm. when i see it on television they're like tattoo removal yep. and then they do the laser thing right yep. you yep. still have like some segments or like yep. part pieces of the tattoo still there yeah right it's just dulled up yeah well actually yeah i actually started getting laser 
yeah just to know what the process is like and it's 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 very slow you have to do multiple sessions oh yeah you gotta take your time with it too because i've had people come in wanting cover-ups because they got like scars from the laser i guess they didn't go to a reputable place or i guess the laser was too strong for the tattoo they had because they wanted it gone quick i guess so isn't that like a medical thing i don't i don't know i don't know what the okay. rules or laws are around that i feel like you I, could I just buy like a machine and like laser it off and yeah like i think i heard that the company that sells you the machine does some training for you but then you don't really need a license to do it whoa yeah that's crazy yeah but that's like i, I don't know i feel like if you as a tattoo artist have to like keep in mind sanity hygiene mm -hmm. and whatnot then mm -hmm. they have to too uh, yeah I, it's only fair yeah I, anyway. <laughs> i really never went through the i never went through the training though it could be like really stringent strict training for all i know for like doing lasering yeah but yeah pretty much it's a bunch of sessions i think i heard that color is a bit harder especially specific colors i think reds are really hard to mm. get to that's disappear. that's what i see yeah. like left quite a bit red marks and sometimes mm. green marks yeah and yeah. from my experience it's the lining that's pretty hard to disappear totally i think the shading is pretty easy yeah which makes sense if you're a tattoo artist you kind of know like the lining is kind of like where you actually like push the needle in like pretty hard just to get the lines in mm -hmm. and then the shading is kind of where you kind of like progressively just kind of whip it nice yeah nice. so that makes sense why the lines would be harder to take out i see i yeah. see we we went over you didn't like school Mm -hmm. And you were like, okay, I'm going to get my apprenticeship. How yeah. did you get that though? Okay. So I pretty much, I did some research at the time for shops that I like. And there was a shop that had an artist, a Vietnamese artist like me, who I like. And like, you guys are probably wondering why I didn't go with my brother. Because he's been tattooed <laughs> for a while. Yo, for real. Yeah. Right? I, I was like, this yeah. guy must have gone to his brother. Yeah. And then you're like, nah, I didn't yeah. go to my brother. It's kind of like a twin thing, a brother thing. Like you don't want to... Yeah. Give him that kind of power over you. Okay, okay. Yeah. If he was older brother, maybe. Yeah, but he's right, your twin right. brother. So you kind of have like that innate like competition between <laughs> you two, right? Yeah, so okay, I had the mindset yeah. like I want to do it on my own. Like I don't want to owe him anything. I want to try, try to find my own path. So like like I said, I found like an, another artist that I like. Her name was Nina Din, who specialized in realism. So I kind of reached out to the shop that she was working at and... Yeah, luckily they were actually hiring apprentices. So so I pretty much showed them my portfolio. The first round didn't go too well, but I kind of edited it. <laughs> and then I showed it to them again. And that kind of like showed them, oh, this guy means business. Yeah, I He's mean. not kidding around, that's right? That's good, man. Yeah. That's a lot of pride you're putting behind yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I know if someone said no to me, I'd be like, I, I and then go to the next place. Yeah. But you're like, nah, I'm going to try for this once again yeah. i mean that kind of kind of shows that this was one of the main goals that you had mm -hmm. so what was the experience like as an apprentice it's pretty tough there's a lot of pressure yeah, yeah well, in what of, in what sense um there's a lot expected of you like every day it's expected of me to have a brand new drawing fully rendered yeah so with realism it, it takes a lot of time right so it's hard to like even do one drawing a day yeah yeah so you pretty much have to put your like personal life on back burner just to like 
be able to be an apprentice. How long did the apprenticeship go on for? Typically, it lasts like around a year, I'd say. And then so, yeah, you're pretty much there to learn as much as you can, which makes sense because like in school, you pay for school, right? Where the apprenticeship is pretty much free. Yeah. So but then you end up staying for a bit yeah, and so, you work with them yeah. type of thing. So right? like they still expect you to pay you back somehow. So with me, it was like, I have to clean the shop. I have to take out the garbage. So pretty much the, <laughs> like things that no one else wants to do, right? But that's those are small tasks compared to like what you're learning, just tattooing, which is like right now, now anyway, it's like my bread and butter, right? It's what makes me money. It's what gets me by. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you're it's, doing good, man. Yeah. You're, you're quite in demand. Thank you. So what goals did you set for yourself? as you kept progressing into being the artist that you are today? Well, at first, like I told you that I went to Nina Din because of her realism, right? Because mm -hmm. that was what my brother was doing. But I think in my heart, I always wanted to do Japanese. So that was something I had to pretty much learn on my own because we didn't, the shop didn't have any like specialty yeah. Japanese Asian artists. So I kind of had to learn that on my own. So there were, there were artists in the city that had that style that were really good at it. And those were pretty much the people that I looked up to and I looked at their work and I kind of compared my work to it, to theirs, starting out anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a point where like you feel like you're just good enough to like just have your own style, right? Yes. But like yeah, at the beginning, you kind of, you kind of have to copy the people that you look up to just to understand the process. So that was one way I kind of progressed as a tattoo artist in my style. And then what was a goal that you set Mm -hmm. for yourself before you got into the studio you're currently yeah. the in. goal was pretty much just to be really good at tattooing <laughs> it, yeah. like nothing else it was just like okay yeah i just want to be good at yeah. my skill yeah because at that point i already went through like two programs right so i was like it's now or never i'm not getting any younger yeah it's gotta be this Yo, yeah the pressure yeah <laughs> i think that's what's wrong with the school system too you really don't get to try a lot of things before you're like they force you to like oh yeah you have to pick a program yeah you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life now most of the time they're like you study 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 and then they just put you in the program mm -hmm. into this field yeah right and you're like okay what did i get myself into yeah and then right once you're in it long enough you're like damn i already spent all this time in it do mm -hmm. i really want to start over yeah. so it's kind of a trap that way <laughs> Social media is one that helps artists receive recognition. We've talked about this already quite a bit. However, I find that like as much as social media is amazing mm -hmm. and it is like the way of showcasing your art and receiving love from everybody around you, mm -hmm. what type of things, yeah. um, apart from social media, can one utilize to better their ground as an artist? rather yeah. a tattoo artist in today's age because i as i said i feel like um when i talk to a lot of uh, tattoo artists or mm -hmm. just artists in general there's this crave of oh social media social media mm -hmm. but it's not the only thing it's not right it's not, it's not. there are other ways what what do you think yeah. is another way the classic way is just getting referred by other people that you tattooed already mm. that's where like good customer service comes in that's where like doing a great tattoo comes in where they really love it they love tattoo they love the experience right yeah and they're more than happy to refer you to their friends their family because at that point they're like they trust you right that's the thing you got to build as a tattoo artist between your clients 
And another thing, another way to do it, I guess, would be to just go into other fields besides tattooing. Oh. Not fields, but other like methods of doing art, right? Yeah. Like painting, let's say, is one way that artists can express themselves. That's true. You were yeah. telling me about like... Yeah, the, there's another artist named yeah. Sebastian. He just, he loves painting. That's quite interesting. Yeah, so that, it's transferable, right? Yeah, like, that's very true. The arts, I feel like it's very transferable to like other other methods of arts. So like that's another way you could do it. You could do paintings and you could sell prints maybe or you could do like a gallery type thing. I mean, I mean, like that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that at, at the end of the day, you don't have to be good at only one thing. You like, yeah. Some people, some people, it happens in which they're good at one thing, mm -hmm. and goodness for them, yeah. like they're successful, awesome. Yeah. But then, majority of the people, in order to sometimes get your bread and butter, you have to do more than two things, mm -hmm. more than one thing, more than three things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's pretty much where everyone starts before they yeah, lead exactly. into their career. Exactly. Like even with tattooing, like I think the main thing people look for is that uh, you can draw like pencil on paper, right? Like no one's just comes in <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm the best tattooer. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you gotten anyone like that before? Have um, you, have you met? It's actually looked down upon. I think with like official tattoo shops, where like. Really? Like someone already started tattooing before they were like officially taught by a shop because it's, we call them scratchers pretty much because. Really? Yeah. It's because like he kind of like goes back to like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Okay. You kind of pick up bad habits, most shops feel like, when you try to learn it on your own. And those habits are harder to break if, say, like a person's going in with like fresh, no, like blank slate. Yeah. yeah. So. Especially, yeah, especially with tattoos because it's so like health involved yeah. right your highest mm -hmm. recommendation mm -hmm. is get an apprenticeship or yeah, exactly. something like that yeah right and or else you will become what's the word again a scratch a scratch <laughs> and yeah if you can't get an apprenticeship then yeah we'll that probably that. means that either a your artwork's not there yet where they want to take you on as an apprentice or b they just might not have the space for you so you just got to keep on trying mm. but i think most shops will honestly tell you how your work is if you ask them like yeah no sugar coat if you're able to take it yeah yeah I'll, i mean that's the way to go though yeah if you're able to take like the criticism <laughs> that's another thing too you have to have a, a strong backbone if you want to get good at it you can't just hide behind like not being criticized are, are there any other ways one can be like less desirable to a yeah. tattoo shop um or rather let me ask what should you not do when mm -hmm. you're interested in being a tattoo artist yeah definitely don't buy a kid on ebay for tattooing for like a couple hundred dollars yeah well, why is that it's like because yeah <laughs> i don't know it's because yeah they're, they're most of the time they're cheap for a reason they're not good quality you're not gonna yeah. pick up like good techniques from it because usually they're not like steady yeah. So you would recommend getting yeah. something that is of high quality. Of high quality. If, yes. Even if you're starting. Even if you're starting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That is so different from yeah, like, yeah. um, from my field, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like with what I do, it's like, okay, you don't need the best equipment. Mm -hmm. This is like, I've always been looking for something that could count it as, by the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're the man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But like, like normally you don't have to start with the best equipment. You mm -hmm. just like, I started 
um, doing my renders and stuff on this MacBook here. Yep, yep. And then I started and I eventually ventured and I got the PC. But then I can see where you're like when you're working with other people's yeah, skin exactly, exactly. and hygiene yes. and whatnot, yeah. you you want to make sure like everything's safe. Yeah, you want to do that. That is quite interesting. Yeah. I, I actually like I had that mindset that no matter what, with everything that you do, mm-hmm. you don't have to start with good equipment right but you just broke that down so yeah so yep. props to you man <laughs> yeah. yeah like for, my, my reality is a lie apparently yeah like honestly like if your drawings are good enough yeah if your artwork's good enough any shot will take you if they don't have the space they'll make the space for you mm. so pretty much if you want to be a tattoo artist just draw 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 do artwork do whatever you can to get better yeah. Until you get to that point where they're they're like, okay, we can't ignore you anymore. We got to take you or else we don't want another shop to take you, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. know any common mistakes that people make when like getting into tattoos, especially people, this is mainly for people that don't have apprenticeships. Like some people just, no matter what, they're like, nope, that's the route I want to go in. So I'm going to have some dd for them due diligence for them yeah, anyway yeah. what mistakes should they not make like knowing that okay like if they're if they're gonna do it on their own anyway, yeah if they want to do it on their own and they're yeah. happy with doing it on their own yeah. what advice as a person that has been doing it yeah. for a while and is very in much demand like yeah. what is your advice for people that just want to do it on their own i think it's just do your research especially because like other people are involved hygiene is involved it's very important that you know like know to keep the other person safe when you're tattooing make sure everything is clean so pretty much do your research there's websites out there there's even like the city of toronto has a website it's called body safe where you could look up like yeah what they look for when they're doing um the check for your shot oh yeah really yeah i didn't know that yeah okay so like yeah there's there's a lot of ways for you to make sure it's safe that's the main thing if you're going to try to do it on your own. So yeah, pretty much just don't just order it and then expect to like do it without the proper equipment, the proper supplies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just... There's a lot of supplies involved if you want to like do a safe tattoo. Yeah, I don't have any tattoos, so yeah. <laughs> like, I'm curious. Yeah. What happens if you get uh, an unsafe tattoo? Um, Pretty much you're more prone to infection. STDs is a big thing that if you don't have the proper like safety equipment protection that you could get like diseases right yeah so yeah so that's i think that's the main thing yo man yeah (laughs) i don't know you're making me scared of getting a tattoo yeah but yeah just make sure (laughs) just make sure they're clean do your research too if you're gonna get a tattoo from someone like that right yeah i feel that's the case Mm -hmm. at the same time i don't know i'm like i'd rather a person that um charges a hefty fee mm-hmm. like a, a very enormous fee rather than i don't know right it, yeah, it's yeah. just that that peace of mind exactly. at the same time it, exactly. it, just for me as well especially because i'm like for me i'm very reluctant mm-hmm. on getting any tattoo is it like the right? you're afraid of getting a bad tattoo or is it because you're afraid to get infected <laughs> or get no man it's more like it's the permanence uh, of it maybe yeah <laughs> like like I, I, so I'm under that belief that five years down the line, say I like the color red, five years down the line, will I like the color red? Yeah. Say I 
enjoy dragons right mm-hmm. five years down the line will mm-hmm. i enjoy drag it's that type yeah. of mentality and at the same time like i moved around as a kid so much yeah that i didn't necessarily like have many sentimental stuff that i could be like okay i'm gonna get this sentimental thing and tattoo it on myself mm-hmm. right I, I don't have those things right yeah. so in other words it would be something that is more imagery and like um weird and just yeah. artsy that's cool. right that's, that's cool too though yeah i, I know <laughs> but at the same time like i i feel like i i would rather like let the tattoo artist pick for me yeah right because i'm very indecisive i let uh, for instance if i were to be like hey matthew mm-hmm. could you tattoo me i'd be like okay man like here are my interests mm-hmm. right or I'd, re- I'd just be like man i i like the pieces that you do i'd show you the pieces that i like from you yeah and i would let you have your creative freedom yeah right because yeah. i mean at the end of the day it's your art piece yeah so I, I honestly that's what i would most likely do right but at the same time i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, i don't know i'm just yeah. chilling man yeah you I, know yeah but i know what you mean by like oh yeah what if i don't like it five years from now but even then if five it, years from now you could look back and remember to the time where you were into this kind of stuff right yeah it's kind of like a timeline of your experiences i can see that yeah some people do it that way some people just go to an artist because they like their artwork right yeah like that's what that's what i'm saying you know i don't think i would get something that i like Mm -hmm. personally you know i'd get something that is like designed by say you yeah i'd be like man design me a tat like this is like you could see my skin color like work with something that could match my skin tone and that works for my body i would give you complete artistic freedom that's another way to get tattoos too like i i know people that just go around to artists that they really like and just collect yeah tattoos it's pretty much like collecting artwork collecting paintings but it's on your body yeah (laughs) it's on your body right yeah yeah that's that's an interesting take And at the same time, I'm like, I'm under that thought that, okay, if I get one tat, I'm going to go get more. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first one's always the hardest. But, like, <laughs> once you get your first one, it's like the floodgates are open. Like, yeah. before you're like, oh, like, I don't know what I want. But after that, <laughs> I've seen people, like, look during their first tattoo session yeah. on Pinterest. They're like, oh, damn, I want this next. <laughs> I want this next. Yeah, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Every artist, no matter what. Mm-hmm. has to know their worth yeah right yep. but then it can be very difficult um to know how much you as an artist are worth say for me when i used to do like sculptures gallery works and stuff i would price everything depending on my material cost labor cost and whatnot yeah what should an artist keep in mind when pricing their artwork and how do you price your artwork for smaller pieces i think it's I think it's pretty standard for each shop to have like certain prices for specific sizes. Oh, okay. Depending on the detail too. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's more detailed, it's going to be more expensive. But like when it comes to like custom work, when it comes to like larger scale pieces, usually with me anyway, I go by the hour. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's very hard to estimate larger pieces, how long it's going to take to finish. So you just take it hour by hour. is probably the best route to take. And then to figure out what, what the hourly rate is going to be it depends on your demand it depends on um how busy you want to be 
because if your rate's lower, then you're obviously going to be more busy, right? Yeah. More people are going to be able to afford you. Yeah. Which is good too if that's the route you want to take. But with me anyway, I want to, I want there to be like, this is my price and like, it's not affordable for everybody. But if you want a piece from me, then you'll save up for it kind of thing. Yeah. Then I'll know that you actually want a piece from me, just not a piece. Just because you like like tattoos, let's say. Yeah. So you have the ability to work for quite a while and then be off for a bit, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you do in your free time? Yeah. After yeah. all those sessions yeah, of yeah. tattooing. Yeah. And for me, yeah. anyway, I like to travel. I like to see the world. Yeah. I, maybe it's because... I'm trapped in a shop most of the time <laughs> for like hours on end, right? Yeah, I feel Sometimes either. you want to just leave. I mean, it's just an experience thing for me too. I want to see how other people are living around the world. I want to mm. try food. Food is a big thing for me. Yeah. I'm a big foodie. I, I see you. Yeah. I see you eating. We should go to restaurants sometime. Yeah, man. Like, I'm down. I'm down too. Yeah. We should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know the best cuisines here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. so I Me mean, neither. Like, yeah. I've just been trying different places out. There's so many in Toronto. How often would you work in a year? Um, How many months? Like, many give or take. Like I'd say I'd work on average like three months straight every day and then take like maybe two, three weeks off just to travel. Yeah. Maybe it's not the best way to do it, but that's the way I like to do it. I mean, that's kind of nice. That's yeah. almost like that's half half a month yeah. right but every, depends on every, your, every two months yeah depends on the shop you're at two three though. months yeah like with me i'm pretty much working independently i'm just working at that shop as like an independent contractor pretty much like can you give us a take on how you do that and is it very common mm -hmm. right um that tattoo shops give artists independent yep. booths yeah so at the shop called glass bird yeah man <laughs> shout out glass shout bird, out glass bird. <laughs> 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 yeah so like their model is like their owners are artists so they know what it's like to be an artist for glass bird right now it's a collective kind of like shop where like you get artists that are already pretty much Pretty, it, it, like, it, it, hella good. Yeah. Hella, guess, hella good. Yeah, He's not going to say it, but I'm going to yeah, say it hella good. Yeah, everyone's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been in the industry for, like, a couple of years now, right? So they now they know how things are run. They have their own clientele already. They have their own art style already. So, and they do their own scheduling, too. So pretty much once they have all of that under their belt, they could go into a shop like this, where you pretty much just pay a monthly fee mm. just to be there. Mm. And then, yeah. While most shops, I feel like, in Toronto right now anyway, are pretty much other tattoo shops are percentage, mm. where you have to pay a percentage of what you charge to the client, to the shop. Yeah. And But that method works too, because that method, uh, the shop usually takes care of scheduling for you, finding new clients. So that way, it's usually pretty good for artists that are just starting out. Mm. Or if the tattoo shop is actually the one that teaches you how to tattoo then that's kind of one way where you pay them back for the apprenticeship time, right? Yeah. By teaching you how to tattoo. You Once you have the experience, then like, if you can find a shop that does it this way, the collective way, it's probably better off. You get to keep more of what you're making, right? But at the same time, you are basically finding your own clientele. Yeah. So, so you have difference. to be in demand. Like, you have progressed into your career, but mm -hmm. then there's always, um, and at the same time, man, mm -hmm. your art is through my eyes i know you're gonna be like nah <laughs> and everybody every artist is like nah yeah that's impossible yeah but your art is like keen it's Thank crisp, you. <laughs> right 
but at the same time, like as an artist and just as a human being, mm-hmm. we know that there are ways to improve ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, as much as I think, okay, your art is crisp, mm-hmm. there is still ways to improve your artwork, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you believe are ways in which you can improve and get your work to be even better? What yeah. What can get your work to the next level yeah. right I now? I think art is like something you have to go around to discover. So one way tattoo artists anyway do it is they do guest spots at the tattoo shops like as in you go to a, like you could tr- either do a local one or you could travel like in 20 country yo i see them yeah. ads yeah, uh, on, yeah. on ig yeah so like that's, hey that's, i'm coming to toronto that's a pretty cool thing about like the tattooing in the streets where like you could kind of travel around the world and like make money while you're traveling mm. and at the same time a lot of artists do it because they want to open up their horizons to other tattoo styles or even techniques. Every artist is taught differently, right? Because there's no like standard way for tattooing yeah. yet anyway. That's good. Yeah. That's nice. So everyone learns differently. So you kind of pick up tips and tricks. The more you travel, the more you talk to other artists. Yeah. So that I think that's the best way to learn fast, especially if you go to like shops where like you look up to the artists, right? That's something that you definitely look into doing. Yeah. Uh, have you done any? I haven't done it yet just because right now when I travel, I want to you want experience the culture, <laughs> experience the food. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I will eventually do yeah. it. Yeah. Do some of those guest spots. Any location that you would definitely love to that that you're like, okay. That's a location that I really want to do a guest spot in, bucket list. Probably somewhere in Europe, even like L.A. I feel like L.A. is one of the like hubs of tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to L.A. I've I've been to L.A. and like everyone has really nice tattoos from just walking around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's the what's the craziest tattoo you've ever seen, by the way? Uh, I mean, it's very it's hard to be like, what's the what's the best art piece? But or rather, I'll rephrase that. Mm-hmm. What is an art piece or a tattoo that you saw, and like the moment you saw it, it just captured your eye, and you were like, yeah. "Holy hell, that yeah. is one crazy art piece." It's usually the larger pieces, like the full leg sleeves or the full back pieces, that yeah. really catch my attention. Because because I know the amount of work that goes into it, the hours it takes just to like sit through it too. So those are the ones where really that really capture my attention. And like I look for a lot of things as a tattoo artist. I look for like how it healed. How do you see how it healed? Like, like what's what's an indication to a bad healing versus like, a good healing? Like when you compare like <laughs> what you see on Instagram and what you see like in person kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like um, would a fade? The fade would be another thing too. It'll just yeah. show that like maybe their technique isn't the best mm-hmm. so that's another thing um catfishing on instagram is a big thing too <laughs> tattooing yeah you gotta be careful out there yeah okay thanks for the warning yeah <laughs> how how often because i as often i've seen people's work that are pretty famous on instagram and then i see it in person and it looks totally different yeah, yeah. um question about me yeah. right yeah. my skin yeah like something that i have at the back of my head is like okay if I were if I were to get a tat like when I see um, people of my skin tone or even darker mm-hmm. people right their tattoos look so faded yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah. that like 
it kind of demoralizes me and I'm like, ah, if that's how a tattoo would look on my skin, then no. Is mm. that just, would that be like the type of healing or how old the tattoo is or something? It, it could be any of those. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Like one thing you always have to do when you get a tattoo, like even if it's fully healed, you have it for years, is put sunscreen on it. Cause oh. yeah, UV rays can do a number on tattoos over the years. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I'm in the sun, I always put a bunch of sunscreen on all of my tattoos. Okay. I'll keep that one in mind. Yeah. I, just cause I get a tattoo. You think about all the money you spend on the tattoo, all the pain you had to go through. Like, do you really want to go through <laughs> that again <laughs> when you can just put sunscreen on it? Right. Yeah. It's an easy thing. But yeah, uh, for your skin tone, um, every, every skin type is different. It's hard to say. Like with darker skin tones, you kind of have to change up the design a bit where you have to have more contrast. Oh. Yeah, more darker like contrast, I'd say, okay. so that it shows up more. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's like drawing on like darker paper, right? Like if you try to draw on it with pencil, it's not going to show up as much. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out ways to like make it show as pop as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Am I limited to the color usage? Uh, I don't think so. No? No, I think... Yeah, I think your skin tone's light enough where it'll show still. With darker skin tones, it's just the lighter colors that you have to watch out for where it doesn't really show up after it heals. Oh. But you, like, usually like reds, yeah. blues, like the staple colors like that usually stay pretty well, even on darker skin. Just okay. might not be as vibrant. Hmm. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Is there someone uh, in the city that you really look up to? Mm -hmm. that you can easily get a hold of and you're like okay like hey um i'm curious how can i do xyz tattoo mm -hmm. you know like help me out here is there someone that you look up to in the city and that say maybe even mentors you once in a bit yeah all the artists at my shop we all have different styles and that's i think a huge benefit in like trying to find your own style seeing what you like because you get to see other people do their techniques how they what they look for in a like good artwork right so like everybody in my shop i always ask them for their opinions on stuff but like in this city there's it's kind of hard because i feel like there's a competition kind of mindset in this city right now really which a lot of people are trying to change i yeah i, yeah. I don't think it's the artists that are competitive it's just the tattoo shops kind of put the mindset in them like yeah. oh like i hear that quite a bit and you're gonna be like oh yeah but I hear like the shop that you work at, mm -hmm. like people keep popping their name up, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, those artists, those are crazy artists, right? <laughs> and really? like when, <laughs> like when I hear them talk about the shop, it's never in comparison to another shop. Mm -hmm. But then when I hear them talk about other shops there's always a comparison with other shops yeah. i don't know i don't know maybe it's the way you run you guys yeah, run it's, it's things the way right? they run things at the same time i i feel like there is yeah. i i get that notion that it's kind of like artists mm -hmm. right looking at art and being like yes we love making art we're doing this mm -hmm. right this is awesome versus a business exactly yeah that's what I was right, say, yeah. and people are just like, okay, bring in the money. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we'll hire you, but we want the money to come in. Yeah. Type of thing. Whereas yeah. I feel like with you guys, it's just, yeah. hey man, it's like that's. I think that's the, the difference because the owners, they they're tattoo artists, but that's their bread and butter, butter starting out, right? So that's why they could see it from an artist's perspective, 
while like I know a lot of tattoo shops in Toronto are run by just they have a like a tattoo artist as a face, but then in the background they have like a business partner, right? Yeah, who takes care of like the business end. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like at that point, that's where like I feel like it's more about the money. Mm. It's more about yeah, like pushing out as many tattoos as possible so that you can make money as a business, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like at our shop, it's more about I feel like the art with what I'm doing as well, right? Mm-hmm. The props, they're. They're about the art. They're about the quality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're about like elevating themselves. Like yeah. they know how to run a business. Yeah. You know, which is great. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, they also know how to be artists. Yeah. And they put that forward before mm-hmm. them being like, okay, let's make this a business and whatnot. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like when you do that, you stop being in comparison mm-hmm. to other people out there and you start getting your own voice and attracting Mm -hmm. the attention that oh these are artists you know not these guys are a business you want to get a tattoo go to this shop Mm -hmm. it's not that it's you want an artist to do your to do some artwork for you yeah go to this shop exactly right go to these artists I, i find that once you're in that type of vibe and once you hear that like that's that's the best compliment mm-hmm. I, I feel one can get, especially when running a business in today's age where mm-hmm. everything is just so corporate mm-hmm. type of thing. There's a balance there they have to take too. Like there's a business part and then there's the art part, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, there's still bills that you have to pay. You still have to pay rent, right? So mm-hmm. there's, yeah, there's a balance. There's a fine balance between like a business and doing the art. And I feel like, yeah, at my shop, they always put the art first. Yeah. And they put the standard first. Yeah. Which is what makes the difference. What advice do you have for aspiring tattoo artists that say are going through the same route as mm-hmm. you of, hey, I'm not going to school for art? Or maybe, hey, some people that have gone to art, mm-hmm. art school and they want to become tattoo artists. What's your advice to people that aspire to be tattoo artists in today's age yeah yeah it's pretty much just put the work in a lot of people say they want to do a lot of things but their actions speak differently i'd i'd say so being good at tattooing it's just putting in the work and then repetition pretty much i think it's it's something you build over time like i mean nobody's hands are like perfectly stable when you first get in it's something you build up over time and then like no one finds their style right away either it's something that you build up over time too so like with anything if you have the passion for it just keep putting in the work just trying to have that mindset of always be better what what do you think of competition with other people is that like competition against yourself Mm -hmm. when starting up versus competition against other people so comparing your work to other people's work yeah like is that is that a mindset you believe is helpful to have or is it something that you think no don't compare yourself just do what you do i think it depends depends on how strong your backbone is how you're able to like looking deep within yourself to seeing like oh what's actually wrong with my work like some people don't have the backbone to like actually look at their artwork and like pick pick it apart see mm-hmm. what's wrong with this see what could be improved on it some people don't like the fact that oh like you're not perfect but i think that's a strength that a lot of people have Mm. they should have they should have anyway that they're able to like compare themselves to other artists especially artists that they look up to and seeing like 
trying to figure out like where the gap is and try to make it less of a gap every, each and every day. I think with like social media nowadays, everything, everybody thinks like the only way to get like famous or like to get like good at anything is if you go viral. But like if you look into a lot of even celebrities today, like even like I think one example is like Doja Cat. She's big now, but like she put in so much work. It's consistency. It's consistency. Like, it's, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Um, I have some art friends that have gotten quote unquote insta famous. You know what? It wasn't one big boom. It, yeah, they were the type of people yeah. that posted either every day, and you're like, how the f- yeah, <laughs> how the f how, do, yeah, you, do you like time? create yeah. all of these every day? Yeah. They're the type of people that were so consistent. They have you questioning your reality. None of them just got it as yeah, a boom. It's, it's rarely your first video or rarely your first whatever. Something you got to be consistent about, like you yeah. said, and then build up over time. And then maybe one day you'll get like that one viral moment. That's because you put on all the work. I had a guest as well. His name is Steven. He goes by Casket Nap mm-hmm. on Instagram. He's calligraphy. Man, he does some crazy stuff. Yeah. From when I met him, he's just been like daily. And the thing that he told me Mm. was, and this was very important. This has really opened my mind. He told me that when you work daily, you don't have to necessarily worry about the quality of the work. Because if you're working daily, the quality of your work is getting better. You learn how to do things quicker, faster. Everything that you had to think of, say, for instance, the anatomy of the human face, like spacing and whatnot, of facial features, that becomes second nature to you. And when I was thinking of it at first, I was like, man, how do I create things daily? It's like, how do I create things without reducing the quality of my work? Mm -hmm. But I never thought of it that way that these things actually become second nature to you the more you do it yeah and like now i an art piece every three days i i don't post Mm -hmm. much just Mm -hmm. because of like busyness of aftem and everything yeah but like after he said that i tried it and he is right there are things where i'm like okay i know how to do that quick Mm. done and and before it would take me an hour to get it done yeah now it's just taking me five minutes and i'm like well how did i get something for an an hour to five minutes and even if you end up not liking it like you learn from your mistakes right you exactly look at it if you actually analyze it you can figure out why don't i like it exactly like and not do it again next time so as long as you do it and you keep doing it like you're gonna keep learning either if it's mistakes or better ways to do things right yeah man yeah. what goals have you set for yourself within the next year or even two years definitely want to meet more artists mm-hmm. like open my horizons to like other tattoo artists tattoo styles even arts in general younger i always listened to like hip-hop like and now i've been listening to like a lot of electronic music i'm getting into like mm. rock music like i said before like do some guest spots learn from other artists that have been in the industry for so long and like their their work is well known around the world right yeah so i want to be able to do that that's one way of getting better maybe like even open up my own tattoo shop one day just so it reflects my ideals what i want in a tattoo shop so much you could do yeah man 
honestly you give me that vibe of steven you're just like i'm thinking of the art mm -hmm. i just want to get better at my art i want to get better at this yeah. you know yeah. and he's doing that and like you're doing that and honestly it's just an eye-opener that there are many ways people can set goals mm -hmm. you know there's not one specific route where it's like i have to set goal number one number two number three number four number five mm -hmm. in order to open the floodgates for yeah. me right no like some people just like i want to get better at my art yeah and that's pretty much it yeah so it know? works for some people and though like setting good. like concrete goals works for some people but like me i'm more of a, like i have a more of a chill yeah kind of mindset i guess so i just <laughs> go with the flow most of the time and yeah. you know what you're the second person second artist in the art category that mm -hmm. has been like yeah man it's working for me so like you guys are you're leading on to something yeah. here like i call it work but like if you have that passion <laughs> for it it won't feel like work yes right which is yes. what it feels like for tattooing with me with me like i love tattooing so even though i call it work yeah it's like a blessing to be able to go into work and then be able to like make art on people's bodies and then get paid for it too